This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is Pero, Pero Let, Let Me, Me Tell, Tell You. you. Dale. Baby Comeback was playing. I wanted the Madison Square version of Fantasy, but whatever, it didn't happen. Anyway, it's called Compromise. <laughs> no, it didn't get to Compromise. It wasn't even discussed. Um, but I, you know, I didn't have a lot of say. But anyway, <laughs> are we recording? Yes, we are. I okay, well, know. here we are, episode number 42. <laughs> Bienvenido, caballero, el capítulo 42. Okay, so, Pero Friday, hashtag. Pero Black Friday. Pero Black Friday. But yeah. let me tell you. Right. So when people are listening to this, van a estar hartado from. Oh, yeah. They're going to be in food coma. They're going to be in food coma. Yeah. Con la panza. Con la panza llena. Yeah. Pero that's Thanksgiving. That's right. Ese es el Happy Thanksgiving. So. So yeah. anyway, welcome to episode 24. I get nope, I, I, 42. 42. 42. <laughs> oh, my God. My dyslexia. Um, 24. What did we do in episode 24? <laughs> Well, we were probably still recovering from being drunk in episode 21. That's true. <laughs> it was our 21 hangover. Yes. Anyway, everybody, welcome to episode yes. 42, Cuarentido. Aquí yes. estamos. I hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, I guess this could be our Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, it could be. It's Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. It's, you know, yeah. it's the start of the holiday season, yeah. which every year starts earlier. Earlier, earlier. yeah. Oh. Orita's going to start in the summer. Yeah, no, it's going to be like 4th of July, then Halloween, then Christmas. Like yeah. Just, yeah, that's it. No, no, no. It's going to be like 4th of July, Christmas, and then, you know, we'll have like a haunted Santa. <laughs> Isn't that Krampus? I guess. <laughs> so, anyway, how is everybody's Thanksgiving? Yes. Well, I, I will tell you, I don't know how it is yet, but I can... I can look into the future, and I'm going to be so bloated. Yeah. How's, how's, well, although you and I are, you could say we're two become one. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, obviously we've never had Thanksgiving together. That's true. Because we, we have, yeah. with our respective families. families yeah. um, how does your family do Thanksgiving? Is so, it traditional? Is it Cuban? Well, in the last couple of years since my sister has, has the house, we all go to her house, and she cooks the whole meal. Okay. And she really, after all is said and done, kind of does a very traditional Thanksgiving. You mm-hmm. know, like, o sea, cuando se hace she seasons it, you know, with naranjagria and garlic and all that. Oh, yeah, so it's a son completa. So exactly. she mixes exactly. up the turkey. Exactly. But we do... She has a multicultural turkey. multicultural. <laughs> uh-huh. But we do mac and cheese, we do sweet potato casserole, green bean casserole, um, stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy. A very Americano. The only exception is that we do have rice, but it's like arroz, eh, arroz de cebolla. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's got bacon and you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know if it's white rice or arroz integral. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's, oh, and we have flung. So I guess that's the most okay. Latino thing that, that we had there. Wasn't always that way, though. Growing up, we used to come to my mom's uncle's house here in Hialeah. And that was like, I didn't have pavo más o menos, but it was yuca, moros, you know, lechon. I love when you hear of a Cuban, like like big-time Cuban, like ghetto Cuban household. Yeah. They're like, si, sí, si me pago en fricase. And I'm like, That's you have pavo en fricase? Then you didn't have Thanksgiving no, dirty. that is not how the pilgrims did it. <laughs> Uh, I broke my heart, my mom's heart. Well, before I tell how I broke my mom's heart. Okay, but so, wait, so, so why did you break your mother's heart? Because I was telling my mom, like, the real reason for Thanksgiving. 
Okay. And I also started... So so what did she think the reason for Thanksgiving was? Well, because my mom, like many people, think that it was this joyous celebration of, like, the uh, colonists, you Uh know, from the Mayflower or the Pilgrims. And they met up with the Indians and they go, who? Kumbaya! And, you know, here's some turkey. And I'm like... (laughs) And then they played football. uh, Right. I'm like, it really... That's what the commercialized... Right, that's a sanitized version. But that's not really what happened. That's not really what it was based on. Um, Thanksgiving was really um, a a feast or a dinner that the Indians did have with the colonists uh, because they've survived hell and back. Yeah, we didn't die. Yeah, they didn't (laughs) die. And because the colonists helped that tribe of Indians kill another tribe of Indians. But, you know. But, you know, sometimes... Should we start celebrating it like that? Like... Two families just go and kill a family that you know has wronged them, right? And I just thought about like Romeo yet. But anyway, so I started talking to my mom the other day about you know we started it with Thanksgiving, right, right, right. Um, but then I started talking to her about like other stuff like Christmas. I'm like, listen, Christmas is the biggest Christian holiday in you know in the, the right, calendar right, right, right. of all year. It's and, and I icon of Christianity, and I tell my mom, do you realize that the biggest symbol of Christmas, which is the Christmas tree, is a pagan yeah. symbol and not a Christian one. Yeah, yeah. And first of all, I had to explain to her what being a pagan was about. But I'm like, pagans were actually persecuted by Christians. But they had pretty trees. But they had pretty trees. I'm like, pagans killed... I'm sorry, Christians killed pagans. Um, (laughs) But yet, the biggest symbol for the biggest Christian holiday is uh, a tree. Isn't also widely held belief that Jesus was actually born like in the summer? Well, actually, I'm glad you say that. Because this conversation I had with my mom, and I guess this could be the listen, laugh. Yes, And our listen, laugh, and learn motto. This could be the (laughs) learn part for those listeners who don't know. We started talking about all these symbolisms of of holidays. And I was explaining to her that, again, the, the pagan symbol in terms of the Christmas tree. And I told her, right, and do you realize also that... Jesus was not born <laughs> December 25th, right. especially if the the star was yeah, the, the northern star. The northern star was shining as it was. That cannot happen due to, you know, right, the, the time of year. The time of year, the way it's described. And I was like, and furthermore, this is what really like knocked her socks off. I, <laughs> I was like, do you realize that, you know, based on anthropological um studies, the image of Jesus that we see as this fair, light-eyed man with, like, auburn hair, right. wavy hair, is not consistent... Oh, that's artistic. ...with what yeah. men of his time and his area, part of the world, look like. Oh, yeah. And she's like, wait, so Jesus didn't have blue or green eyes? I'm like, no, he probably didn't. <laughs> Jesus was probably darker. He didn't yeah. have that beautiful, flowy hair. He probably looked more like when that woman corrected that painting. Yeah. <laughs> I actually found um, because if you Google like real real image of Jesus yeah, yeah. or like what Jesus really would look like, they, it's they like recreate with computers, yeah. right? Because they recreated based on on you know again anthropological studies right, right, of right. the area of what men of his time would have looked like, and it's like, and again, I was explaining to him like all that is like westernized versions right, right. of holidays. Right. <laughs> Do you think though that he still had the abs? I like well, to think that he still had the abs, regardless of. What he physically looked like yes. in the face. It's like, you know, Jesus Jesus looks like he could be on GQ. I'm he like, looks like Brad Pitt. I'm like, have you ever thought? I, like, seriously. I, yeah. I, like, I, I, 
I didn't want to do, do it from like a smart ass perspective. I'm right. like, have you ever thought about the fact that the image of Jesus that you see or it has been commercialized is this beautiful man? I'm like, I, I, I mean, even if you believe that he was who he was and he right, had right. the the. But I, w- I will say this though: Israelis are hot in general, <laughs> right? But Israel, so, but Israelis don't look like Jesus. It's <laughs> true. It's a different kind of hot. Yeah. Israelis have yeah. dark hair or yeah. darker hair and right. and you know different you know features and all that stuff. But you know, Jesus looks like he could have been raised in Nebraska. Well, Jesus looks like Juan Pablo de Pache. Well, that is it true. That is true. Played Jesus, and he's Argentinian. And he's Argentinian, so a whole Westerner. <laughs> and what I also loved, like I love having these conversations with like my mother or like people like in my family, because I I also told her, do you realize that the image that we have of Santa Claus was commercialized by Coca Cola? Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca Cola. Pero como Coca Cola, si tiene I go no. Coca Cola used this image well, of the story of right, the story right, right. of um, Saint Nicholas, Saint Nicholas, yes. and based on that story, they mm-hmm. kind of interpreted right. what they yeah. took out of it and created this image yeah. of what we yeah, now yeah. call Santa Claus. But I'm like, that was totally Coca Cola. Yeah, <laughs> She had a long night. Whatever. <laughs> Has she slept since? <laughs> That's the same with like the um, the Yule log. Oh yeah, that's well, like another pagan symbol. Yeah, that, well, Yule. Yeah. yeah, that's like another yeah pagan symbol. But the Christmas tree. I mean that the Christmas tree means Christmas. It's like yeah, buddy. That's like totally pagan, and people were persecuted. <laughs> Yeah, they basically ad- adopted it so that people would would accept the whole mm-hmm. Christmas holiday a little easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, that boy. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that she's gonna need a lot of food on Thanksgiving. It's all a lie. It's all a big fat lie. Your, your mother's just gonna load up on carbs. She's like, "Tú sabes que hoy voy a comer todo mi sentimiento." Esa bolita, esa mentira, mentira, mentira. Don't give your mother seasonal depression. No. <laughs> Yeah, so mm. no, in in our house, going back to what we were talking yeah, about, yeah. Um, our Thanksgiving split. We have the traditional turkey, which my grandmother still does the turkey. Oh, really? And my grandmother's always done. God bless her. I mean, at ninety two years old, she's always pretty much done a traditional turkey. She oh, so puts bacon, butter, okay. salt, and pepper, nothing too crazy. And I always do the ham, and you know, I'm very big on the traditional Thanksgiving, but of course. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> my father, and and I'm sure that for our listeners, yes. you know, you know, either it's you know who it's, you are. It's usually a male, <laughs> like it's a man who just can't. Oh, el abuelo, the el padre, o el tío. No, 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 no. Si no un lechón completo, una pierna, una pierna. Tenemos que tener una pierna, por lo menos, por lo menos, con la yuca y el, los arroz con frijoles. Porque si no, no, no Thanksgiving. No, it's like no, it's right. not Thanksgiving because you know the most American holiday should always have all of the, yeah. the you know the trimmings from Cuba. Yeah, I'm surprised that Thanksgiving hasn't made it over to Cuba. But okay, what do they have to be thankful for? Well, you know, whatever, everything else makes it over there. I'm picturing their Thanksgiving, but it's like all the pictures of the pilgrims, but with like El Indio Atuay. <laughs> <laughs> the, another Indian. Exactly. <laughs> well, we can celebrate Native American, so let's do a Indian other way. Yeah, exactly. So, so we hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. So, and if you're anything like me, you are probably going to take advantage of Friday for Black Friday. I don't know how you do it. You know, it's not that bad anymore. Actually, there's a lot of um, 
there's a lot of studies that are coming out now where it's like people aren't doing it as much like, oh, because you, everything's done you, online. You say? Well, everything's being done online. And the sales, como dijimos, the sales start in like, you know, September for Black Friday. But it's a tradition that me and my sister, every year we go out and we just, you know, it's just me and her driving around, going from store to store, just eating shit and, you know, bonding. Mm-hmm. So I will say if you guys are out there on Black Friday and you are taking advantage of all the sales, what I would ask our listeners to do is maybe check to see what charities are collecting you know we've got a lot of situations now with the wildfires feel something that, for like the salvation army angel i agree i agree like but i feel that black friday has become and i know that you do it because it's a tradition with your sister and all that i get it it's a bonding thing i get it but i think i feel that for a lot of people black friday has become such a frivolous and like almost um like mean like uh, situation yeah, like people, it's the hunger games yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and and you know, I just, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't, ha- I have a different perspective on it. I, again, if you want to do it for fun and like, oh my God, let's totally hang out and right, like right, right. camp out on Black Friday, it's fine. But I mean, these people that take it so seriously oh, yeah, that no, you no, see no, them no, no, no. every year, like bumped up against the glass no, and see, trample each other. I'm like, come on. A couple of years ago, my sister and I, you know, we drove, I think it was at Dayland Mall. We drove up and there was a line of people waiting and we literally said, Nope, that's okay. We sat in the car. We waited. Once the doors opened, that everybody right. went inside. Then we walked inside, right. and we take our time. We're not trying. Our philosophy is, you know what? Si se acabaron las tostadoras de cuatro dólares, oh well. Oh well. <laughs> you got another one. You get the one for six. You know, yeah. and call it a day. What do I know? Man, well, you know what we know. Okay. We know that our guests today are a double threat of fun yes <laughs> we've got Yvette and Yvonne from the Tres Lindas Cubana Cigar Company and I literally like a week I, th- I think after we recorded this I went mm-hmm. to a wedding with them mm-hmm. okay if you think we had fun chatting mm-hmm. yeah add open bar and dancing oh wow yeah so <laughs> they were a lot of fun and this interview is going to be I'm I'm ready for it. It's it's gonna be a, a lot of fun as well. It's the right thing to listen to on a turkey coma. On a turkey coma, yeah, they have It'll a keep lot of energy. Yeah, even for us, yes. like we yes. were like, wow. But they're just amazing, and they really have a very interesting story. Yeah. Um, not only in their business, but uh, just on who they are. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's yeah. really... well when they told us about the fact that they started Alba. Yes. We didn't know that going in. So, so listeners, you have a treat, and this is certainly going to be an interview that it's going to be a a great time. It's going to bring it, it's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you smile because they are really uh, quite the characters. But again, uh, very savvy (laughs) businesswomen as well. Damn right. So, that's our gift to you. Our gift to you. Our, our gift to you now that the holiday season is upon us. Yes. So enjoy our interview coming up next. <laughs> that, listeners, was one of, well, I think it was both of our guests actually were making an appearance on there. As promised, we have here Yvette and Yvonne of the Tres Lindas Cubanas Cigar Company. They also own YRPR. So I think it's very fair to say that these are two women who are like on top of everything. Like yep. they got they got a lot of stuff going on and they're successful at all of it. So Thank welcome to so Pero Let Me Tell You. I can't tell you how excited I am. Me tuve que tomar shot of rum in the car uh-huh. and then I'm more relaxed now thank you the but. real Havana club yes. and we treat you yes Patelito. 
Guaya, de guayaba, de queso, uh -huh. de carne. As we always tell our listeners, we feed our guests. Oh, This yeah. is amazing. No, I wasn't expecting that. No, not at all. I don't go, you know, I don't ask for much, and, but I was oh, like, yeah, yeah I'm a drink. If we had more space, we'd have un lechón in here. Bueno, y Iván, tell us a little bit, you know, who you guys are and how all this started and what you guys Because, I mean, I worked a long time for corporate America. Look, bah. <laughs> That was that. They did what they had to do. I did what I had to do. And Yvette started doing her own. She she branched out. She started doing her own public relations. But then one day, I said, you know what? That's it with corporate America. <laughs> I was like, I don't. <laughs> um, I was sitting. Let me tell you. And this is the truth that it was one of my boyfriend. He was a big time cigar smoker. We've always been like our family and family parties and stuff. There's always mm -hmm. been cigar smoking. My parents are Cuban. We're right, American. Right. We're first generation Born Americans. Here, right? Yeah. Um, here in Miami, and they. Uh, you know, we were born basically with a cigar and like uh, cafe con leche in our hands and like a domino. I really hope that was a C-section. <laughs> But then that was always within our culture. You know what I mean? Right. And then... Um, But it's one thing to, to enjoy smoking cigars. And it's another oh, thing yeah. to say, I'm going to start a company that... Well, the, yeah. sells them and, and cre you know you make them and so on. So well, what's, exactly. Can I interject? Hit it, okay, girl. We're not going no, I'm sorry. because we're not getting anywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we. How did she leave off? Oh, that coming out of the womb. Coming yes. out of the womb. <laughs> so don't get trauma. Cut to <laughs> cut to about 20 years later, uh -huh. 20 to 30 years later, and we're like hanging around the cigar shops regularly. You know, just working for clients or whatever it is, hanging around in cigar shops. And then we're always, like, inventando. Like, right. even ever since we were little kids. Like, what are we going to do? And little plans for anything. You know what I mean? Entre being entrepreneurs wasn't... We didn't even know the term or anything. And I didn't even know that I ever wanted to own a business either. But I know that we wanted, you know, to do, like, you know, th whatever we wanted to do, basically. Right. Be your own women. Kind of, oh yeah. My God, yeah. I, didn't, I never really even thought about it or whatever. <laughs> And then um, she wasn't working for that place anymore. And then we started working together. I mean, she was always, like, working with me. She was always, like, on the book somewhere, you know? One day my sister goes, this from my perspective. If she had a dream or, like, a daydream and that, like, somebody was telling her, no, you have to speak more about, like, your ancestors or, like, your people. Like, bring it home almost. And what she oh, told that. me, can you, okay, <laughs> and what she told me was, um, Listeners, I wish this was visual. <laughs> <laughs> Money that we're hanging around a cigar shop, like you know, we're older, you know, so older, grown and sexy. Grown and sexy. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we're seeing people are hanging around it, the demographic of it, or whatever. Right. And my goes, damn, the culture. Just, yeah, the yeah. Culture grown and sexy all the way, right. men and women. You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. All, the thing is also that, like my sister was saying, that cigars was not a big deal in our household because my grandmother smoked cigars. Yeah. Love so it. it wasn't weird yeah. for us to see a lady smoking cigars at all. Never, right. never, yeah. never. Al contrario. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like, it was just like, we loved her and we loved just anything that she would do. She would drink. And my mom hated it. You know, my mom does not smoke cigars to this day. But it, for her, it wasn't like ladylike or whatever. But my, we knew that it was because my grandmother is like this and big personality, very funny. She would always have like visitors over her house. So that was a vibe. Um, celebratory. Yeah, celebratory, but like 16 or something. You know, it was never frowned upon for us to like mm. grab a drink or like smoke anything. You know, not anything, but yeah, sorry. And then um, <laughs> my sister was going through her thing or whatever. And then we're like, again, like inventando. Also, oh, what do you, what do you, what do you have planned? Or like, what do you want to do or whatever? And then my sister starts saying, starts talking about like, why don't we start like a cigar brand? That is not too unattainable. We're already seeing that Miami's like the hub of yeah. the whole industry. 
most of the major headquarter offices are here in Miami. Sure. They're farming in Nicaragua or whatever. That's where we get our cigars farmed. Right. And then, you know, we see that, okay, maybe we put two and two together. Oh, maybe it's possible or whatever. Like it's not that crazy yeah, of an idea. Yeah, yeah, I, It is kind of now, in hindsight, it, it was extremely crazy. You know, I don't know if I, we would do it again how we started. <laughs> how long has the company been around now? Now over five years, I yeah, think. Yeah, over five years. Yeah. Since well, almost five years. Since twenty like we launched all this was happening around 2012, 2013, like okay. the back and forth. Yeah. And then we launched the business in twenty fourteen. Like yeah. we actually like sold boxes to like a cigar yeah. shop. Product. Yeah. 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 So that was a year before we were working on it. You building know? the brand. Right, uh, building the brand. Uh-huh. So I, I how do you build a brand? Like, do you test different things out um do you go to like i'm sure there's like a science to like the crop the actual use a farm in nicaragua how do you settle on that one yeah no it's a it's an agricultural industry you know that people see it at the end of the day as far as like the product in the store but that product those are leaves and even when they're already wrapped up it's still a living you know like it's still evolving wow it's very much like the wine industry also that you know like they'll go and pick a grape and then it goes through its thing, and it's fermented, and it's aged, and all that. It's I kind of the same. Of it that way. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody thinks of it that way. Well, so, that's why you have to put them in like humidifiers. And yeah, stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah. It makes sense when I hear it out loud. Yeah. But like, I just never stop to think about like if I was to smoke a cigar like right after it's made, it's going to taste differently than oh, a week or yeah. two later because yeah. it, it does change yeah. the taste. Yeah, and then um, we made great connections. In Nicaragua, Yvette, that she travels, she was in Costa Rica. God only knows why. <laughs> Who knows what she was doing over there, but she connected with... You know uh, why? Pura vida. Uh-huh. Great time, great time. <laughs> she was in Costa Rica, and she had she met a guy that has a cigar, indus- like a, a, a brand, and he has a factory, and land and everything in Nicaragua. Okay. Otro Guano, but the Cuban lives here in Miami, you know? So we're like, you know what? Let's try to connect with him mm-hmm. because I'm not going to be going back and forth either from here to Nicaragua cada cinco minutos. <laughs> because, uh-huh. Yeah, know. because you kind of have to have your hands on. You have to know. Um, that's why also that we started, we didn't launch for a year, you know, because we had to try out different leaves. It's, it's, a, it's a whole, not even a science to it because it's all very much uh, by taste. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, this is aging like this. Okay, this is aging like this because we've kept it in uh, this. Or uh, it comes from a different part of the plant also. Mm-hmm. That it's all very much, it, it, uh, depending on the the season of the year even, right. the climate. It's a blend. Of yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's a blend of different yeah. leaves. It's just funny you guys mentioned, you know, the thing about taking a year. Because I'm going to kind of bring it over actually to us, to the podcast. Mm-hmm. We are still like in our first year. And we've seen other people who've launched around the same time or recentish who it's like you know oh no I'm now I've got like three podcasts and it's a network and it's this and we got, and I'm just I we always kind of look at it and go you need to figure things out first yeah. Yeah. you need to yeah. give things time to breathe yeah. and really not find its in, own course right not yeah. jump on the deep end of things so I mean it's oh, yeah. we, we, we completely understand what you're what you're no, saying yeah, so when you're thinking it. of like this concept is there something like that you wanted your product to be distinguishable from other products? Because I mean, obviously, there's yeah. a lot of competition out there. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And established competition. Yeah, yeah. no, so, a lot, yeah. a ton. A Can ton. I break it down a little bit to the nitty gritty? Because that's giving you the the PG, the American version of the story. <laughs> the fact is that years ago, this had to have been now. It has to have been like 20 years ago. I went to una santera. This is real. Okay, <laughs> that's why you're on Pedro Lemus. Uh, for the Americans. 
Unas enteras, like, you know, um, we, we, well, I have her my, like, in my cell phone, spiritual advisor. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a good choice. Yeah. Spiritual advisor. I'm not talking about killing chickens. I'm talking about, <laughs> you know, water and cross, you know, you know, good stuff. Good right, stuff. Right, right. And I remember that she goes to me. She doesn't do bad trabajitos. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, totally nice. You know, totally nice. But the lady, this was about 20 years ago, and she goes, Look, that there's like a lot of your ancestors. I'm not even playing around. That wow. still today it gives me like chills. She was like, listen, your ancestors want you to talk about them and your heritage, but like they, they keep asking for that. They keep, I'm not they, even playing around. They and keep I was, everything alive. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't guess. understand what she meant. And I was like, uh, it was like such bad news for me because I was like, oh my God, now these people want me to write a book. <laughs> I'm like, what am I supposed to write about? You know, like, uh, you know, like, for real, that I didn't take it as something positive. But I she was like, listen. automatically went to a book. Yeah, because I was thinking, what do you mean they want me to talk about uh, them? You know, like, who? Or like, uh, because she was like, listen, this, you know, I don't know. I, I'm sure that you guys have been to Nosantera. No sé. Oh, no, I've never been to one. It's cool. It's not, it's not spooky. I'm like really afraid. It's no, but it's not bad. It's I hard mean, to find a good one. Yeah, yeah. They're like hairdressers. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> when you find a good one, she'll tell you names and everything. Yeah, that's wow. besides. But it doesn't always have to be. It's just you know sometimes you need a refresher. So just cut, like cut to now. <laughs> every good Cuban has their something on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> As spiritual advice. Yeah, yeah. Spiritual just advisor. in case. Yeah, you're not gonna well, then, down Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, then let's cut to now or whatever. You know, she said that. You know, mm. and I left it there. It was like okay, and I didn't even deal with it or whatever. And then I was sitting, I'm not even playing around, guys, in my office. I made an office at my house. And I was like, you know what? Let's see if we uh, could get some cigars made, you know? Mm-hmm. And Yvette had already been in Costa Rica and she already spoke to a guy. You know, she just met a guy out there, you know? Right. So then she came back and she mentioned that to me. And then, like, months later, I was like, no, that let's see if we do the cigar brand or whatever. And my sister was like, even was like, the the first thing is she's my sister's ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> but twins don't necessarily have to get along either, you know. That's true. You we know, like we're sisters, we're sisters, you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't necessarily have to be best friends in our So, but like if I tell my sister, oh yeah, tomorrow let's go to anywhere. And I'm talking about like, oh, hey, an adventure. Aha, Disney World. No, but I don't like Disney World. But I you know, like, like, I like an adventure. She's she's down. She. I never met somebody that you could tell her like, hey, listen, that I found this pool. We would start going to like oh pools uh, in the new high rises. But you wait, gotta sneak wait. in, you know. You guys would just go sneak into pools. Yeah, yeah, Young, young, but you know, you like after, I'm sure you can't do it anymore. Yeah, okay, maybe maybe they were at my high rise. <laughs> <laughs> so probably who, who had the best pool that you snuck into? No, they were all good. Were yeah, good. yeah, they're all good. Yeah, <laughs> they do good on these condo high rises. But she, I, I, you know, I will call. Her, hey, listen, that I'm at. I don't know where. Uh, let me know if you want to come to this pool. It was alright. It was good. It was good for me. It was, it was you know, a quick vacation. Afternoon. But I mean, she's right or die. You know, like she's down. She's down. So like she's a risk taker. You know, she's a risk taker. And I said, you know what? Let's see if we start a cigar business. She was like, oh yeah, let's do it. She didn't th- you didn't think about it. No, it, it, no. no, because she had. She goes. Let's do a cigar. She told me just like this. Let's start a cigar business. Let's call it Tres Linda Cubana. Like we already know about different blends or whatever we've been okay. smoking for a while. We're gonna have our like our Maduro called La Negrita. We're gonna have La Mulata and La Clarita. So that it's gonna be three different cigars, Tres Linda Cubana. 
The okay, bad I was, one, she told me just like that. I was wondering why it was Tres Linda, because you're twins. Mm-hmm. I'm no. like, you're not triplets. So I didn't no. know where the third one was coming from. No, because Tres Linda one is an old Cuban song. She told me <laughs> just like that. That I go, oh, it's a good... Because the way that I think is like marketing. Because I already know it's going to be a mission. There's a right. Well, it's your background, PR. You know, yeah, you, you yeah. think that way. Yeah, there's a ton of different brands. And if you don't stand out, forget about it, you know? Tell, tell us about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For a podcast, there's a ton of them. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. You guys are doing awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big fan. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I've been trying to get you girls on for a while, like trying to coordinate. Now you're really busy. And I remember, you know, say Yvonne was saying like, you know, yeah, no, no, no. Like, I'm a fan. I've listened in this yeah. episode with Fulano and this one. And, and I'm like, oh. Oh, no. I've listened to them all. No, wait, and I argue with you guys and everything. Oh, yeah? <laughs> You talk back to your... Oye, como hablan de los Kardashian. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oye, no, oye. No, I mean, no, but you know, like, I like to... Yeah, I talk hey. so, so, wait. Between you, me, and DJ, what's been our biggest argument? That we didn't know we were involved in with you. Oh, it's with me? <laughs> oh, plenty. Every, every, every episode I argue with you guys. Every, not nothing bad, but every episode I argue with you. you talk but who wants to agree all the time? You know? No, yeah. Oh, it's like a conversation. We don't yeah. want to be an echo chamber. No. Yeah, no, no. but it's not, it's not like a... Fuck, fuck these guys. It's not like that. It's not like a, oh, I'm not going to listen anymore. It's like, uh-uh. <laughs> Nah, no, no, but oh, it's not that bad. Oh, you know, like it's uh, my <laughs> in that criticism, it's oh, ah, but the poco, see, you know, like it's add on, it's part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably at me because I'd be a little, I could be a little bit more extreme than you. You're, you're sometimes a little bit more kind of middle of the road, you know. Oddly enough. On on Mike, I'm more that way. Yeah, well, I feel like in life yeah. I'm a little more extreme. Oh, so okay, yeah. so you 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 launch the brand. Twenty thirteen, you said. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. So again, how how do you being a novice company with how do you enter this enormous industry? Head first. <laughs> Head first. Eat through the back door. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've, I've I've seen that movie. I like that. That's a good title. So do you like get a distributor? Do you start going to stores? Yeah, we said, you know what? We're going to start it very organically. Again, very little because tampoco. There's so many people that we would meet. We would go to a lot of cigar shops. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? There's a lot of brands and the majority of the brands are based here in Miami. You know, On average, how many brands are out there? There's, there's There's brands that are considered like premium brands. Okay. So that's maybe like Cohiba, Monte Cristo. Right, right. That, you know, they have their version in Cuba and here also in the States that they mm-hmm. do them like in the Dominican Republic and stuff like that. You don't even want to mention their names. We're, we're considered, well, okay. if anything, if we're considered anything, we're considered like a boutique brand. Uh-huh. Which is like in the craft beers. Right, You know right. how there's like somebody could be brewing in their garage or whatever. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, like they're like, you know, small batch, small batch. But I would think that's a good thing right because oh, for, that, for us, for us that was part of our plan okay mm-hmm. very specific very niche that means that you understand yeah. your clients yeah yeah for the everyday smoker like morning noon and night smoker that was like our target like not too expensive mm-hmm. not too flashy even like our boxes are just like wood like a light brown wood natural colors okay. that was like yeah. our ideal whatever yeah. we were like she was saying okay whatever la tralina cubana whatever and then I said, you know, that's marketable for as far as I'm not going to like, I'm thinking about money also. I'm like, True. because everybody has like 
you know, el abuelo, you know, holding the cigar with his guayabera and the hat in the farm, you know, and with the leaves or whatever, <laughs> then in the next, their next ad, it'll be like a sexy lady, you know, yeah, it's, super tight it's and nostalgia all or sex. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so then we had to fit in somehow. Not, not fit in. That was our thing that it was like, we're not going to be able to fit in and I'm not going to hire a model. And we don't want to fit in. Pero no. Pero hire a model? Si están a tu... La, la, Ay, la, por eso. Yeah, that's why we're like, we're, like what, what, our own resources, you know, our no, own resources. Yeah. Sexy lady <laughs> no, but you're right that we said, let's use our own resources, but I'm talking about everything from... If we're talking about even dealing with the factory, us, because we studied it, you know, like that's right. the thing also that, that you had a vision. Yeah. And we knew and asking we, questions at cigar shops, you educated yeah. to them. we got the perspective of the cigar shop owner because we said, okay, we're going to be selling to cigar shops and always, you know, they usually try the cigars beforehand. We're giving them samples and stuff. Instead of which um, I mean I don't smoke cigars but I'm just saying there's no samples here. Did you get samples? No, I forgot. We don't want you guys smoke. We don't we don't we don't want you guys smoke. No, they'll come. I was resting like you have no idea. But it, I don't it's rush hour. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so something I'm like really curious about, uh, which we kind of mentioned before we started recording. So you're entering this industry that, for lack of a better word, is quite saturated. Yeah. And you're two women. And, you know, yeah. again, it's an industry that when you think of cigars, you think of men. Men. It's very masculine. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and here come these two Miami girls. Yeah. So... What was that reaction? It still is a reaction. Their heads <laughs> start spinning. Their heads oh, start yeah. spinning. The smoke starts coming out, out, out of their ears. Are you one of the only female we're the, on, we're the only, and we didn't even know this, but we're the only female-owned brands. And at this one, we're the only black female-owned brands wow, in the really? industry. Not that, just in Miami. No, 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 no. In the industry. Like, uh, kind of really at this point worldwide. You know, we don't like to think of it that way. Right. But we are. We didn't know going into it because right. everybody, again, like like Yvette was mentioning that you see these ads and it is always, you know, a viejo, cubano, blanco. He got his whole family behind him. It's like, you know, like years in the cigar industry, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And we're just cigar appreciators. You know, like we just smoked them. Right. My grandmother smoked it. We, we didn't them. own any brand in Cuba. We didn't yeah. have any farm in Cuba. Yeah, or anything. Right. Those other brands, they kind of did. So then we're coming new into the industry or whatever. But then we said, that's why I say through the back door, because he said, okay, we are women. We're going to push the women. Like, as far as marketing, right. we're going to push women, like women in the industry, black women. We started growing our afros that we had straight hair. You remember? I remember. Yeah, yeah. it was before. I remember, yeah, pre afro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. This is pre and is yeah. now we're post. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we were already. It, it, I'm telling you, it was like a rebirth. You know, and it didn't have to do with the cigars or anything. We were we were we were already on that vibe. You know, we were already vibrating at another level. That's, that's believe actually so. beautiful. <laughs> no, it <laughs> is. It has been. That's, that's gorgeous. It has it? been. But let me tell you that we said, again, like Yvette was mentioning, I knew that's why that we were using our own resources. So I know that my sister Yvette is good at marketing and public relations, you know? So I was basically selling her the idea. But I sold her the idea, so I gave her the spiel. And she was like, no, but what do you want to do? And for me, I tr truthfully, I just thought because it's so cool. I think to me, like, a cigar smoker... <laughs> It's so cool, you know, like, 
I feel that a cigar smoker knows how to sit down, get away from everything. You know, like, there's not another industry still to this day that you could, like, even leave your phones and everything and, like, still sit or even go to a cigar shop mm-hmm. or even go to your backyard and chill for at least an hour. You know, like, I don't see many industries that are still like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because everybody's either on their phone or whatever. Every time that I do meet a cigar smoker or, or somebody that I know, that they're just, to me, like, so, not even necessarily sophisticated, but they have so many layers. So then they smoke cigars. They drink good. You know, like, they know of different liquors or whatever. Yeah, that's true. They travel. They, they love to eat. Good. They love to eat good. Yeah, yeah, they love to eat good. Like, they... It's an appreciation. Yeah, yeah. That I feel that, like, the cigar smokers that I meet, that they're, like, appreciators of life, you know? What do you think it is about the... Because I, I, I tend to agree with you, I think. Que no se I tend to agree with you. Like, people, when you see them... Nobody smokes a cigar in a hurry. Yeah. You know what, I mean? what do you think it is about that... that culture that lends itself or brings in that element of culture that that sophistication if you will i think that and also that when like for instance we walk into a cigar shop you don't really know who's a lawyer you don't know who's a janitor you don't know who's Mm -hmm. unemployed i mean you really don't know like Mm -hmm. nothing none of that is really discussed in a cigar shop too much as far as i've ever seen i've never i don't know where anybody works at you know i don't care (laughs) tampoco But everybody's, like, on the same level, whatever. That's in a cigar shop. But at the same time, it's, like, these are people that know how important it is to, like, relax, like, at least for an hour. You know, at least for an hour. They enjoy a good drink, whatever it may be. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah, eating, yeah. Um, like, by stock, themselves. Right? By themselves also. It's, like, an activity that you can do by yourself. Mm-hmm. You can walk anywhere and you'll, like, connect with somebody. You can travel yeah. anywhere. It's a weird... It's it's a beautiful culture because of those things. It's also community. In a yeah. Way. It oh, is. yeah. It big is. time. Big time. And even if I travel... Like, say, we're, we're based here in Miami. Mm-hmm. So we have our head in the sand. We're working. So we can't even travel that much because we're we're our own sales reps and everything. Well, we are the distribution, mm-hmm. but a lot of these people we they reach us online. They a lot of these cigar shops they reach like they. That's why that we sell across the country, thankfully, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But because they like to see what people are smoking or they'll collect cigars. It's a passionate uh, uh, hobby, you know. Mm-hmm. Men and women mm-hmm. that you would think that it's more male, but obviously it's it's a lot more male based. But there's a lot of women because women also like to network. They like to, because they, they, it's not, it, it's kind of a money hobby. Yeah. Because each cheap. cigar is at yeah. least $10, you know, like it's, it's, it's right. not, and you, you can't smoke it during your five minute lunch break or whatever. Right. You need time, you know? Right, right. So then those kind of things that, those kind of people, they connect a lot socially online or even like in their cities. So and that's how, that's how they've kind of reached us. But I've noticed across the board that that's how they are. They're, they're also, like, as far as... I never had a bad experience. Like, they're very respectful of women. Yeah. Men, women are res- very respectful of men also. It's almost like... So, you know? it sounds, with everything that you're saying, that, you know, back to my earlier question, if you met resistance because you are women. Oh, yeah. Um, it sounds like you're okay. Like, you... Bueno, you, I mean, as far... We're, remember that we're coming... We're not just a regular... We're coming with the industry. Right. Coming to a consumer. So, then a lot of people are open to trying our cigars and stuff. That's the thing that that we kind of, not that we perfected it, but like as far as our marketing and everything, it wasn't shove it down their throat, you know, or sales Mm -hmm. or putting out ads. We didn't have the money to put out ads in Cigar Aficionado. And And also being a cigar, I mean, I know this from my other life, 
there's only so many places you can yeah. advertise. Yeah, because I used to I used to do uh, advertising for one of your probably one of your competitors. You can't be on Facebook. You can't yeah. be on Google. You can't do this. You can't do that. So it's like you can do really? cigar fish. You can be on Facebook. You can have your page on Facebook, yeah. and you can do organic posts, but you cannot do a paid campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do little like reminder ads and stuff like that to redirect them. Right. Um, but we don't do. I don't know. You know how you could do sales, I guess, on Facebook. You know. Yeah, you can't sell the product no. online, right? Yeah, because yeah, of all the age tobacco. restrictions and everything. There's right. a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of limitations, and even with age restrictions, you know, they're very on top of us. Like as yeah. far as uh, the government, they're on, they're very. They have their eyes on us. Nah, we said, you know what? Well, no, Yvette had said, let's try to get them um, by the heart, you know, by the soul. Right. You know, like as Emotional as, appeal. Yeah, mm-hmm. our story. And we just said, again, we have to keep it real, organic. You know, like we can't say, my grandmother long time ago worked in a cigar field. <laughs> she did it. You know? <laughs> no, there's no time for, for but like, it's made true up story. that you look at ads. And you're like, damn, and that family's been, you know, they've been, make, this is like Coca-Cola. You know, they've been, yeah. everybody's been working on They have beautiful stories. <laughs> well, I think, that, you know, that authenticity, people can read through that. And There's one I thing think, you guys are as authentic. Yeah, I think, I think right, from you? your personality to your story, I mean, I think people resonate to that. And, and that, that has probably led to a lot of your success. Well, I think that we, in particular, our story was... Again, I'm telling you from the story that I told you guys of La Santera, that we said this is like an homage to our ancestors. Right. We're Cuban, that they were in Cuba and they came to the United States, but more also like a celebration. Remember that we're Afro-Cuban, we're black. Right. So then there's different shades. I forgot of, for a minute. Sorry. Well, no, you know, we <laughs> for the listeners, for the listeners, <laughs> for the listeners, yeah. That um, and I think that that's very important for them to know also, like for our public yeah, to know, absolutely, that we're Cuban because a lot of people flash Cuba, for you, but we're Black Cubans, Black right. Cuban women. I said no, this is like a celebration of the Cuban woman and like of the different shades of the Cuban woman. We're celebrating the Cuban woman. You know, in, like in all her shades and glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our like very empowering. So yeah. you know, the age-old question when it has to do with cigars and all that, people always say that. The do you best... believe Monica Lewinsky? <laughs> the no. That the best ones are from Cuba, and you know that's always been like the argument that the real, authentic, best ones are from Cuba. Uh-huh. What is your opinion on that? Because, you know, a lot of times these things are... Yeah, no, everybody thinks that. I think that, like, that's just another blend of cigar. In this day and age, it's been so many generations that have... That are different, like, years of growing tobacco in different areas of the world or whatever. So, for me, when I go to Cuba, that we've gone, that we hold cigar tours in Cuba, Havana, take over. Cigar tours. (laughs) We go to Cuba regularly, and the Cuban cigar is uh, fantastic. But then sometimes I feel like something maybe a little bit stronger, or something maybe a little bit lighter. You know what I mean? The Cuban cigar is just a Cuban cigar. I think that there's like mystique about it, like oh my god, the Cuban cigar, yeah. whatever. Just because, it, yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's romantic, but it is a good cigar. It's a great cigar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it just depends on what you're in the mood for. It's good to have, like, if you have this in your humidor, add that to your humidor, too. I don't know anybody that only has Cuban cigars in their humidor. No, nobody. You know? Like, and our palates have evolved, like, have changed to... There's so many different other blends out and different tobacco from different countries that, like, what, like, what you can't, like, love another a Nicaraguan cigar or Dominican cigar. People, you know? I feel that this is kind of, like, 
you know, wine, when, like, yeah. wine... Well, she was saying as such. Yeah, yeah. Are, like, I taste the nuttiness yeah. and the oh, earthiness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, people be like, I taste chocolate. I taste... There's tastings, you know? It's, it's parallel to the wine industry where people's palate, you know, depending on people's palate, but I could tell them now, listen, this tastes like crackers. It tastes Graham like... Crackery. Graham crackers. It tastes like soil. It tastes... You could taste a little bit of raisin. You could t- and you know, peppery. I, 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 I think you were just eating a pie. <laughs> but you know, like it really does. It depends on again people's palates. But they are they're supposed to be like that. Right. It shouldn't just not taste like anything. You know, it's not supposed to. We, we don't add any flavor or anything it's like, like that. Like multi-dimensional. Like, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That that but that happens a lot with uh, cigars made outside of Cuba. Because also that the technology we're more up to date with as far as farming and everything, there's like basically two different industries, really. And that's always good for us also because when we do go to Cuba, that we see how they farm and it's different how how we farm in Nicaragua, you know. It is more, you know, it's different. It's different. Yeah, it's more organic. Yeah, it's more organic. Definitely more organic as far as like, like, even the aftertaste. You know, it's it's very different. You, You wouldn't like... Even me, that my palate is not the best, you know what I mean? But I can sense the difference. But like I said, it's not, like, it just, it depends on your, what you like or not. Mm-hmm. So people are not crazy about it. So yeah. yours, your product is, it's in, in Nicaragua, and it's it's made in Nicaragua, and then shipped here, and you guys distribute it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, planted, done everything, aged and everything, picked and rolled in Nicaragua, and then it, and it's aged in Nicaragua, right. and then it's brought over here, and then from here, we package that we deal with, La Viejita, <laughs> La Calle Ocho, she does our labels, <laughs> this guy you know, that has a great cigar, he's a cigar box maker, in Kendall, Otro Cubano. You had them custom made, the boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And he makes our boxes for us, and then we package them, and then we distribute them to the different cigar shops. Oh, yeah. Wow. So yeah. to our listeners, you know, across the country, because we have we have across the country and across the world. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we always to our like listeners. Say we actually have listeners like in Cambodia. We do. Oh, I heard we, that awesome. we, we know this for a fact, yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. And, That's like awesome. Vietnam, New Zealand, That's South awesome. Africa, um, and we're kind of like, okay. We're on every continent but Antarctica. If we're if we get listened to in Antarctica, we know the penguins are having a good time. (laughs) It's coming up. It's It's coming up. No, but that's awesome. So our listeners can go to like a a local cigar shop, you know, wherever they live, and ask for a website in the United States. In the United States, States. yeah, we have a website treslindacubanacigars.com. Let me say it in English: tres lindas, no, tres lindas cubanas. Cigars.com, and we have a list of our retailers, and we sell, we do things, you know. Online, yeah, online. Yeah. Online. You do sell online? Or yeah, yeah. But online. it's more brick and mortar. Yeah. We move So, inventory. if not, you wouldn't be still doing this. Yeah. yeah. So, where do you see, where do you see the company going? What are your goals moving forward in terms of expanding and, and your direction with the company? No, as far as, um. Are you the older twin? No. <laughs> That's why she's always in charge, so now I'm like, at least give me a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we continue. It, again, this was never planned for this business to grow how it's been growing because automatically, I'm talking about from from month one, we would get we were getting big sponsorship opportunities mm-hmm. and sponsorship. You know that could be a double edged sword because you got to give a lot or whatever. Yeah. But we know how to talk, so we don't give that much. <laughs> you know, we we take more than we give. Thank God. But um, 
we were automatically uh, attractive, you know. Right, right. But also within black African-American cigar smokers that they got on top of, you know, they reached out to us. and they, true. A lot of people, I guess that they it, things resonated with them because we're like them. And right. or even like with women, we're like them, you know, like. So it's not like you can enter a lot of different rooms. Yeah, that other people yeah. necessarily can't. Yeah. yeah, we're approachable. Also, like yeah. we're like chilling, dr- smoking, just like them. You know, yeah. we're not like we were consumers at one point, and you know, we're just like we're just chilling, and that's our been our approach. Also, PR, mm-hmm. everything has been PR. Articles written. I, you know, I was pumping out those press releases, <laughs> ah, sweating. <laughs> But that was our that was our plan. We're not gonna, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, awesome though. <laughs> but that's why backdoor, backdoor. Back oh no no no, Yvette, hit no, it. No I, magazine, no magazine, unless it's like an interview in a magazine. Right. You no, know? like yeah. just and then telling that, our story and then people are like, oh what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she knew, you know, like she kind of knew that. I remember from get we were like, listen, we need somebody in marketing she was like oh yeah in-house everything in-house you know we weren't like it was after a while that she goes hey we have a story like when i'll start pumping the story we didn't realize it (laughs) yeah we didn't realize but that's the thing with having a story a lot of times you don't realize you have a story yeah 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 we 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 all have a story yeah Yeah. Yeah. i know it sounds cheesy but it's true oh no you're absolutely right you're absolutely and besides that i mean it's great to have a story but then we're not always gonna be at those cigar shops when somebody's buying it so then the cigar has to be good you know stand on its own Yeah, yeah that's why that we weren't we kept everything very not flat. Like if you go into a cigar shop, like you look and it's like pink wrappers, and you know, like it's a, like a candy store. You know, I said, you know what? Let's try to keep it minimal because a real cigar smoker will smoke it and they'll smoke it again. You know, like somebody that we're we're not looking for the flashy smoker or the it's my birthday. I'm gonna smoke a cigar. We're looking for the guy or the man or the woman that smokes every day. But they like to smoke good every day, you know, like throughout the day, you know. That's why that we came out with three. An like, informed if it was consumer. Yeah. Informed yeah. Consumer. yeah. But again, it's similar to wine. Like, right. I don't know enough about wine to say I'm going and buying this. So what do I do? I buy the one that has the cute label. Yeah. Or the fun name or the nice But I bet you that but... the person that they're talking about, right, right. you know, that sips wine every day doesn't drink Arbor Mist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you leave my box wine alone. Oh, no. It's easy to gift wrap. <laughs> you can stack it in the trunk. The, the vibe. I never tried box wine. So, something I want to talk to you guys about, and we're going to shift topics a little bit here. Yeah, that's um, we, uh, as Ish tries to attack our sandwich platter. Yeah, can I help you? you? No, no, I'm good. good. Ma, help the man. I'm trying. He doesn't let me. You don't want to be helped. You don't want... Yeah, but in a minute. No, no, you're you're our guest. So... Oh, hold on, you're a good Cuban woman. Help the man. I'm trying. Tú no cocinaste nada, Ibe, tú no trajiste nada. Hasta dejé los tabacos. So, a couple of months ago, or I don't know, I forget in what episode, we we talked about um, Amara La Negra. Yeah. Who's, I mean, she's very popular now. Yeah. And um, you know what I love about her is that when she speaks, she's 100% Miami. Like, yeah, I've heard her, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter, you know, what stick she's going to or, like, how cool her outfit is. She's, like, 100% Miami, <laughs> which I don't know if, like, other people pick up on it, you know, yeah. since I our do, accent yeah, is so, yeah. our accent is so local and, like, oh, yeah. people from other parts of the country can't point pinpoint our accent. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. um, so she 
considers herself Afro-Latina. And Ish and I, as two white Cuban guys, did our best some <laughs> months ago to describe what Afro Latina was. And I want to I want to talk about this with you guys because I feel it's something that's important yeah. because it's very much uh, an identity. And and yeah. what we explained at that time was that for us it was something natural because we know that whether you're Cuban or a Latino, we come in different shades and different colors and all that. So it's very natural to us. It's you not know, surprising. Cuban, you can be both. It, it doesn't surprise <laughs> us that a Cuban is white with blue eyes or black with a fro. It's like, uh, that's who we are. Yeah. So explain to our listeners who don't really know that and we're, are kind of like stuck. They don't really understand it. What it really means and, and, and what you two as Afro-Latinas, mm -hmm. you know, what what sets you differently? What makes you the same and different from yeah. from everybody else? One of the cooler. <laughs> <laughs> that you are. No, hold on. No, 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 I enjoy. Cubans are Cuban. That's how I feel. Okay. However, and the term Afro-Latina also is a new term. Yeah, that's very yeah. recent. Yeah, yeah, it's a new term. But it's a black, his I mean, I don't even know, Latino, I don't even know, no, are we saying Hispanic in this room? I don't know. <laughs> One doesn't even know what to say these days. Yeah, but black Cubans have always called, we always called each other black Cuban or Afro-Cuban. That has, for me, that has always been a thing. But that's, that's kind of our point, like, within, <laughs> look, you know, Cuban community, Dominican, yeah. Puerto Rican, it's just always been a thing. But yeah. like, like you said, like, Afro-Latina uh -huh. is this new... I should almost say, like, Afro-Latina. Yeah, like, you know, like, yeah. the white pronunciation of it is this revelation of, <laughs> uh, of sorts in recent years. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I could... Uh, at least he's letting me talk. No, but you know what? That I... It is new to everybody else, but I think that it's something that kind of had to be established because besides... Um, even if we're talking about Cubans or, or Dominicans or whatever... Uh, that you know that, and especially Cubans, that like Cubans say, "No, que yo no soy eh, ni blanco ni negro, yo soy cubano." But you know, let me cut you off <laughs> on a bird in '87. You know, yeah, I get yeah. hell. You know, like it's like they comes out. I'm not saying everybody. I'm not right. saying everybody. But it is something I feel. I feel a lot. And and um, I have a good friend that she's a an author. She's Puerto Rican, and she wrote about Black Cubans. Mm -hmm. And it's a tr Danielle Cleland. Her name is super good. She's a, she's a professor at FIU. We only surround ourselves around <laughs> with the very best. <laughs> the very best. <laughs> but she wrote a book that. Um, Saying that, that we're just Cuban or no, we're, I'm Dominican or whatever. It's a fact, but we still go through different things. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. like say even us right here in this room, we kind of have lived and we're both Cuban and we're both have been raised, I guess, more in the South Miami area, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, yeah. Miami or whatever. But we've, we've all lived different lives yeah. and had different experiences, you know, like, and we've connected with also different types of people, you mm -hmm. know? That for us, I went to school more in South Dade, South Miami, you know, mm -hmm. further down. And there weren't many Cubans there back then. That's so true. it was a lot of Caribbean, a lot of, like, West Indian, a lot of... Um, but there weren't, there weren't any black Cubans up in there, you know? It was me and my sister, <laughs> my other friends <laughs> that we said were cousins at this point. And that's it, really, yeah, right? Yeah, so then, <laughs> that that... We had different experiences, even within the the Latinos, you know. Right, right. So then, uh, for a uh, typical white Hispanic, they don't know or so, I'm sorry, white Latino, 
That's the truth. I don't know. Same the, difference. Lo que te dé la gana. That we've had different experiences. So then I can see how like Amara La Negra mm-hmm. and these other black his, uh, Latinos mm-hmm. are coming out and they're saying it up front because it's something, you know, like a lot of times uh, that we, I'll go out, right? Or whatever. You know, we have big personalities. But I have you a big... See, really? Uh, I, <laughs> apparently. I, don't, I think at this point I'm whispering, really. But I mean, apparently. <laughs> Relax, relax. But like a lot of times I go and you know like I get Celia cruised. But this is coming from you know like don't Celia cruise me. You don't I don't dance and I don't sing. You know like I'm not even in the the arts. You know what I mean? Like but we get pigeonholed. That's a, it's like the Celia Cruz pigeonhole. Right. Now we get pigeonholed into these roles and it has to do with media. It has to do with media and it has to do with us also that we don't leave our blocks. You know, like that, that I like to meet different kind of people or whatever and I like to have discussions with different kind of people. But say, mentioning maybe my brother and he's a cool guy or whatever. No, he, oye, no. <laughs> Croqueta <laughs> y esto y un lechón. Yeah, I saw I saw an interview with um, Amara La Negra on the Breakfast Club. I don't know if you guys know that yeah, show yeah, uh, with uh, DJ Envy and Charlamagne and all that. I'm a big fan of that show. I'm always like, arguing. Like, I'm a I always argue with them too. No, Charlamagne, I'm a We're good And what what I thought was funny because you know obviously you know they're black. What I thought was funny and that they were giving kind of her a hard time. Yeah, was that she identified mm-hmm. herself as Af- Afro Latina, yeah. and they were like, "Well, why can't you just be black?" And yeah. she's like, "Because I'm Latina." Yeah. And I think that for them, probably what they had a hard time maybe understanding was <laughs> that to most like African Americans, your blackness or being African American comes first. Yeah. yeah, and I feel that with what she was saying and what you guys are saying, it's like, yes, you're black. But you're Latin. Yeah. yeah. You're, 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 you're Latina. You're Cuban. Yeah. You're Latin. Whatever. Yeah. And that is who you are. Yeah. And, and it's funny because she's, she's received like this amount of backlash oh, yeah. over that. Yeah. And like I kind of scratched my head and I'm like, but why? Like yeah. she's just explaining her truth and who she, what yeah. she feels. And um, But we get it from, I'm sorry to interrupt, we get it from all ends. So we get it from even here in Miami, you know that this is a very cultural, very diverse mm. Miami's very diverse, and you could come across a diff- different people, different shades from every country. Mm-hmm. And still, with them, they don't get it either. I, we grew up, this isn't every day that we deal with. You know, like, I can't leave my house without having to explain my family tree to. Yeah. You know, like, you know, that's kind of a thing. That, but that's it's kind of a it's been all our lives. Yeah. All our lives. All our yeah. lives. If it's, that's the thing, it's, if it's coming from an uh, African American person, it'll be like, okay, but who's black and who's Cuban? Like they're both black. Like as far as our parents, no, they're both black and they're both they're both black Cubans. You know, a Hispanic, you know, Cuban. They'll be speaking to us in English even after we we're speaking to them in Spanish. We have to prove Sometimes, that we're yeah. That we have to prove we have to prove like yeah. we have to like literally. Okay, but speak Spanish <laughs> to see how you speak. Okay, and like it's almost like a song and dance, like a know? litmus test. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. So then, I mean, that's the truth. That Amara Negra, like I can relate to her in a hundred percent because also her Miami accent. We have accents. You know what I mean? We have accents. I've, and I've neutralized a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. Not on purpose. It's just, you know, so like, like 
speaking to different people, like it's to a point they don't understand me, you know. <laughs> but I think it's something that you said is the pigeonhole. Somebody yeah. like her, that she's a celebrity, they can't pigeonhole her in one, okay, are you Latina, are you black, are you this, are you that? Yeah. So, like, the fact that they can't pigeonhole her, it's a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they get uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they, they can't place you. They can't yes. place you. So then it's, but I can see how they don't know where to put her, you know? Yeah. Maybe she's knows where to put herself, but it's not necessarily in a, she could be around the, across the table you know right, right, right. so then for her it's more and even for us also that I feel that it's a little more it's not as restrictive is that you have to change your mindset also if it you have to be you know self aware and self uh, uh, what is it you have to love yourself self realized yeah yeah because it's a it's, I'm talking about grown people come to us every day we'll walk into a cigar that's why that we get a lot of not backlash but a lot of it's a lot of speed bumps, you know? Yeah. So we'll walk into a cigar shop, and this is, again, that I said, oh, yeah, we have to write, like, a social study or something, because it is a consistent, <laughs> right here in Miami, we're not even going to, need, need to Orlando, ni nada eso. Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the north. The, the north. north. <laughs> they question us automatically, you know? Yeah. So that we're walking in, we're trying to sell cigars, right? right? I'm saying that's why that it kind of mixes in, like, the Afro... Being Afro-Latina and our business, that we walk into a cigar shop, they don't even think that we smoke cigars. Imagine that we're salespeople. Imagine that we're walking in, they th- you know, we're starting at negative five already, negative yeah, ten, wow. you know. So then it's like convincing not only the shop owner or whoever does the purchasing, everybody that's sitting at the cigar shop because you gotta, you have to buy them all. Yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta all the guys are listening. Yeah. You know how yeah. guys are; they're all listening. You know. <laughs> And like, let me try that. They're gossiping like crazy, you know. But. I just feel that, and this is why I wanted to get your your insight on this. When it comes down to Latino or Hispanic identity, it's all over the place because I think America has, and when I mean America, I mean people that are non-Latino. Yeah. They have an image of what somebody who's Latin should be. Oh, yeah. So the minute that, for example, you know, I mean, I'm, I have light eyes and fair skin and kind of blondish hair. Yeah. That's hombre, as you guys Love say. Love it. <laughs> yes. You know, like people like have stopped. It's like, you're Latin. And oh. it's like, I am. And yeah. it's like, that's not what a Latin person looks like uh, to them or if you're black it's like to them a Latin person looks a certain type of way yeah. and then if they hear you speak Spanish they think you're Mexican yeah. and it's like I've had to give that lesson to so many people it's like no there's an entire continent <laughs> under the United States an entire continent with exception of Brazil that speaks Spanish an entire enormous continent yeah. and there's a countries in Europe that speak Spanish like no, yeah, but can I? But that's also why we created that. We also created the Afro Latino Professionals Group because, oh. yeah, because that was another thing that it's like since pe- like and that's the thing also that girl you buried the lead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I mean no, no, no. Oh, it had to come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, we we've been involved in it for like less than a year, really. You know, or maybe you know less than a year, but. And we had in the money. Oh, no, you know, yeah. PR, it pitching it like crazy. You know, it's had this little fair share of media. But we created it because in interviews that me and my sister would have, like as far as cigars, that 
we get interviewed because we are women in the industry and mm-hmm. black women and you know it's like unheard of or whatever and it's you know it's newsworthy i feel and oh. it's been and, and it benefits you guys so. <laughs> yeah, okay. it benefits. and they would always ask us so what like how come we don't see like black hispanics or afro latinos or whatever and it was like i don't know i mean we're around you know we didn't have even an answer to it <laughs> yeah. because we're living like everybody else is living you know what i mean and then I go, ya está bueno, ya. I see. And that's the motto of the Afro-Latino. Yes. Latinos group. Well, our personal motto. Ya está bueno, ya. Ya está bueno, ya. Ya está bueno, ya. You need to because, put that on the t-shirt. <laughs> because I'm tired of not having, like, an answer to it. Right. I'll tell me that. Because it was like, I don't know, we're here? I don't know, you know? And it was like, people are not realizing that there are black Hispanics at all that can speak English and can speak Spanish and you know what I mean like that we are you know living the the American culture you know just his Latin bilingual yeah yeah, yeah. they couldn't I guess they, go, they think that it. if you don't look what's his name Guillermo uh, Jimmy Kimmel's sidekick oh yeah they think that if you yeah, don't look like him yeah. that's what Hispanic yeah. looks like yeah. and it's like yeah. oh my god yeah like, thank god that's not what all of us look yeah. like oh, I'm sure he's a lovely human being pero. yeah but uh, no but you see but that's like the stereotype so right. imagine yeah. that, but I, you can't even. I'm not even uh, like you can't even kind of blame them because you know who I blame people that are in Miami and that are in these metropolitan cities that they see different uh, ethnicities and different like grades of you know shades of it within their their races or whatever because we see that and we still a lot of us still. Or acting like if we don't know what the hell going on, you know, yeah. like we still have to be educated. I can understand. I don't necessarily agree with that person, but I can understand like middle America. They've never come across a black Cuban. I've so said then. this story many, many, many times. So to our listeners, here you go one more time. <laughs> when I was in uh, when I was in school in in the Midwest in Michigan, I had a classmate of mine because one time I was reading a, a case, yeah. and the woman's name was a Spanish name. Uh, I forgot her name, but uh, I said, okay, in this case coming up, Maria Rodriguez, you know, I said in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And he looks at me, he was from Iowa. He looks at me and he's like, you speak Mexican? Wow. And I was like, okay, how do I answer this and not sound like a total asshole? (laughs) First of all, no, I speak Spanish. And then I feel bad because then when people think you're Mexican, you get defensive. And then I don't want to make it sound like I have something against Uh, Mexicans. So it's like a vicious circle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, yeah, a lot of people like just, you got to give them that. Some people have no idea. Yeah. You know, they have no, not a clue. I remember somebody was like, yeah, the same thing. You speak Mexican. Yeah. No, they told you, do you speak Cuban? Both. Maybe both. Sometimes you know that where it's coming from, you know? If it's ignorance out of ignorance, you know, it's not that they're trying you or anything. I can understand. But you know what? That we always kind of use those uh, situations. You got to school them. I don't get get tired of schooling. (laughs) And that's in Miami. I don't even get tired of every day. I got to school somebody. But, you know, like. They gotta learn. I talk. I you know, I have you know. a lot of al- alumni out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen. But like how Yvette was mentioning, as far as the Afro Latino professionals, that again, she was like, "Yata wanoya," because again, it's a whole bunch of us doing beautiful things in my. And we're just talking about Miami. Yeah. But a lot of times, you don't know who's doing those things, or you don't like it gets buried, you know. Right. Right. And the problem also 
with Miami, you know, like we're dealing with so much. Imagine <laughs> blackface. <laughs> oh, the theater in La Ocho. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Eso a mí me a mí me puso mal, and I'm not even black, so like I guess ignorant. It's, it's like a constant. You know, you know what my and I'm, I'm I use this phrase as sarcastically as I can, right? My favorite part of the entire thing. <laughs> Is that? Do you know the story? Yeah. Okay. So for our <laughs> listeners, sorry for our listeners. There's a theater that does Spanish language plays on. It's it's local. It's in Little Havana no, this area. This one is two theaters. Recently, there was, another, recently one. was another one. Yeah. Um, and they they do these local plays and they're on Spanish. And this one play, that, the one that I know of specifically, I'm speaking about, was Three Widows on a Cruise, and one of the characters was a white woman in blackface <laughs> in 2018. <laughs> they interviewed the people you know the, the the company in the theater kind of saying like um you do understand it's you read it, why yeah. that's bad and blah blah they didn't even try to defend yeah. it no, 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 no. they literally just said like no but I don't think it's racist because everybody's laughing uh, uh, it's yeah. funny yeah. you know and, and if and if we're laughing about it and, and, and some black people came here and laughed and so that can't be racist and yeah. it's like but you, their whole shtick was that it, it wasn't it wasn't offensive in Cuba. Yeah, basically. But then they're denying the historical relevance of it in the United but that's, States. But that's what I loved about it is that they didn't try to defend it. Oh yeah. At all. They, it's no, not like they tried no, to come no. up with an argument. They were no. just like. And they never gave up on it. No. They had what no. it was that they we had like after the fact after that article, we had like a a town hall. Yeah, like a town hall little. You know, yeah. so we can understand each the other. After professional, because they took the character <laughs> right. off. They took, they changed yeah, her it, character. Yeah. Okay, and she's dedicated. You know, many years to performing in blackface. She perfected it. That is her skill as That's an actress. That's a stick. As performing an actress. in blackface. So, no, exactly. like, oh my God. Oh, on a resume, exactly. it's like can't oh, perform blackface. Yes. Is yes. she trying to get work in 1912 well, Bonville? They were selling out. Okay. We went to the town hall again, but that's the thing that we said. That as far as the organization, the Afro-Latino professionals, we're calling it ALMA, Afro-Latino Miami Association. Yes. You know, we, we're still, it's still made in development. So it's still in development. It. It's still in development. <laughs> but I mean, as far as we said, we have to have contact information of each other. Like, I'm, I'm saying, it's not like we're going to come out, you know, uh, marching or anything. But I mean, we have to have access to each other because every time we're getting a lot of media attention right. and they're asking us, Oh yeah, when Castro died, we had um, somebody come down from CBS. Like, all right, so then what are the black Cubans saying? Like, oh, no, you know, you got to talk to them too, you know, like. Right. But it's like we said, you know, we have to have some kind of a uh, a network, a network, you know. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hurt anything, you know. That we're all inclusive. Yeah, it's not one, like one more WhatsApp group. Yeah, we gotta have our little thing happening, but it's really grown. But like, as far as for, to, for tackling those kind of issues, that it's not just one person complaining about a woman in blackface in 2018 in Little Havana, Coral Gables. Right. It's a group of us that were coming at you uh, in a... Uh, and it's and it's even messed up that we have to say that we co- we're coming politely to tell you that we don't... <laughs> to educate. Yeah. Right. But, oh, yeah, they took it back. We got attacked. No, they treated yeah. us extremely bad. They treated so us very what, bad. What was... I mean, at that town hall, what was the defense... If, if that's even the right word. I mean, yeah. the defense was... Because the lady was si there. No I, mean, gusta, the... I mean, si no me gusta una obra, no voy. Si no, like, if, if you don't like it, don't go to it or don't wow. watch it. But yeah. she just couldn't fathom no. why no. it was no. upsetting no. to people? <laughs> no. Like, no. no, you know what? I'm sorry. That type of ignorance comes uh, due to improper or lack of education. 
Because <laughs> if you know, again, the historical context yeah, and the meaning yeah. of blackface, you would understand how it's offensive. They no, don't, no, but they, they were saying that it you wasn't don't have to educate me. I know why saying, it's offensive. Right. They were saying that it was sorry that it's like some kind of that I'm not educated on theater. Like it's called like bufo type of theater, which where it's like el un español. Like it's like certain stereotypes, hardcore stereotypes, and they have the the president blackface. That's like a typical in that theater world. That's a typical character in that they have like el, 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 mulato, el, 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 el what do they call him? Not yeah, but that theater world oh, was the minstrel shows. Exactly. But that was back in the day. That's not yeah, Broadway. that wasn't even back in the day, yeah. and I'm sure it wasn't even that appropriate because I'm sure there was maybe I don't know. Well, they did away with it back then in Cuba. Yeah. So then true. they were saying it as if it's like an old Cuban tradition. They forget that we're in the United States. You know, like that the United yeah, for States. For starters. Yeah. yeah. But no, they came at us very bad. We left with a bad taste in our mouth, but at least we went, you know. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. Good. But Good at least, you, you know, it's something noted, you know. Yeah. But no, they continue. It's like, uh, you know, they're they relentless. Don't know the, yeah, they don't know the error in their well, ways. They yeah. just don't care at this point, I guess. I don't think Because so. they've been told it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> let's say up until now nobody told them. Yeah, now they've been told, and now yeah. they're just still doing. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. but now, yeah. now if they have another play with blackface, it's the controversial play. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. you know, and that's what happened. And there was another play down the street. I don't know what teatro with another person in blackface, another write up like in the Miami Herald or like I don't know where somebody wrote something about it, and lo quitaron. Like they changed that character. Like so, then it's like not allowed. If you put it, it's not gonna be allowed. It's not gonna ha- like as it should and, be. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, at least that. I don't know. Well, but, you know, you affected some type of change because they got yeah. a new character. Yeah. 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 No, those are little things that you know. We're from Miami, so then it's in, you know uh, uh, again like like uh, I was mentioning that I deal with a lot of types of different people. So then, unfortunately, a lot of people that I deal with, they'll say like, "Oh, you're Cuban." No, Cubans are so racist, and you know, I hate that. I hate when people say that. Like it doesn't. I don't like it because I'm Cuban. Right. So then, when it comes with some, you know, like that's embarrassing to me. Like a uh, a uh, play that has blackface. Like how can I defend that? Le you está, know. Dando la razón. Coño. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know what? We're moving on up. That's right. Moving on up. <laughs> it's my favorite theme song ever. <laughs> I think my favorite. Even favorite um, not true. <laughs> <laughs> bueno, we could keep on for hours because you guys are awesome, but we can't. Thank you enough for coming yes, thank to you our little you. show so and telling us your story. Um, I was really, really, well, we both were really, really looking forward to this interview. And we had a lot of fun. So thank you. Thank you so much. No, you're the sweetheart. You guys are you. awesome. Yeah. I love it. I've always wanted to be on a podcast. Mm. Well, there and you go. We're, we're glad we're your first. Yes. yes. You never forget your first. You never, never forget your first. No, no, you guys have good energy. Yes. yes. You know, you guys. We try. Uh, talk like yeah. i like that you guys talk too you know that it's yeah. not just like well hey, yeah. you know good chemistry <laughs> good podcast host chemistry i listen to podcasts oh yeah and if it's not good chemistry look uh, oh yeah no and you guys balance each other out yeah 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 but you guys are good friends right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We've been i can't when he when the thing hit stop i hate him <laughs> Like, it's like Sybil Shepherd and Bruce Willis on Moonlighting. <laughs> yes. yes. Bueno, sí, ladies, thank you. thank you so much. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> you know that what just reminds me of? What? Every single time that I hear Toxic by Britney Spears uh-huh. on the radio or whatever, mm-hmm. at the very, very end of the song, when it goes, na, 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 I hear, I think of the video and I go, ding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Remember the video? So she's in the airplane. Oh, that's right. The, at the very the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she hears a thing. The, 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 the flight attendant yes. calls. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was a great interview. That was a great interview. I think I need, I'm a little parched. I need a little bit of water. Yeah, we need to refresh. <laughs> Absolutely. Por la tremenda sé que tenemos. Yes. So who are you giving Por it la to? Resaca. I'm actually just going to give my last Coke um, in general to holiday charities. Okay. So like I said earlier, you know, if you guys are out and about, I know it's like, oh, que le compro a, you know. A Juanito. A Juanito or a tía or whatever. A Yuhnavi. <laughs> but, you know, take a moment. Maybe there's a charity out there, a toy drive. You know, there's somebody, toothpaste and, and oh, my God, mm-hmm. those, toiletries, I forgot the yeah. word. You know, for people who've been affected by the wildfires. So, yeah. I mean, just things like that where you really could brighten up somebody's day with something as small as, you know, just spending five bucks. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're in the position to do that, I mm-hmm. really do think you should. I'm actually going to give my Coke. I'm going to give two Cokes today. Okay. And one of them... It's going to kind of go a little bit in line in terms of a charity okay. with what you're doing, although it's not a charity. I, I'm going to give two Cokes. This is our first time we give two it's, Cokes. It's our first time. And one of them is... Well, I don't know. Didn't you give a six-pack once? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> one of them um, is a good Coke, and the other one is a bad Coke. Oh, okay. So, so, it's, it, it, so it's a it's a Coke and a Beverly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a gasless Coke, as we call it. And my first... Coke, which is my good Coke, okay. is going to go to Tom's Shoeware. Okay, yes. Do yes. you do you know what I, they're doing? Yes. So well, Tom, what, are they doing something specifically different now? Well, Tom's Shoeware opened started this campaign mm-hmm. where if you go to um, Tom's dot uh, com, I yes. believe, mm-hmm. or to the social media, you and you put in your name and your address, they will physically send a postcard to your local representatives in Congress. Um, Telling them to pass uh, reforms to require background checks for you know purchasing purchasing guns. Oh wow! And it's a physical, like an actual physical. It's application. not an email. Yeah, because I thought you know an email list. That's all great and dandy, but let's be real. That's not gonna. That's it, but yeah. this is like a physical card that's gonna go out. So if millions of people do this, you know these, <laughs> these see that's elected I, officials, these senators or whatever are gonna get. A lot of correspondence. I, I, I think that's commendable and I think that's great. I always do question, though, sometimes when brands do things like that, if it matches their corporate, for lack of a better way of putting it, brand. So, like, for instance, Tom's, I know, has always done the thing where, like, if you buy a pair of shoes, mm-hmm. we donate a pair of shoes to, to people right. in, in, in impoverished countries. Right. That I understand. I don't see the link between shoes. Well, and I, because I think that is it because you have to run away from. Well, the gun? no, because I think that probably the owner of the company or the, the owners of the company no, have no, a no, no. personal. I'm, I'm, but I'm just putting my marketing hat on. Well, but even those, I'm trying to draw the the line. Right, but I mean, as far as like their shoes that they would buy, you could they donate for every pair. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't have to do that either in terms of marketing. No, but do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like it, it's it pivots off of what they are they are a shoe brand that is helping provide shoes to the needy similar Mm -hmm. to i think it's PetSmart. you know for every dollar well i don't think they're doing this for marketing i think they're doing this because they they make they probably have you know a a good 
um, the, the profits. They're they're a big company and mm -hmm. they probably have the power and pull to do this. But the point is that they launched this campaign that if you go on their website and you sign up, um, they will send a physical card uh, to their to your local representative uh, asking that they pass some sort of legislation requiring background checks f to purchase a gun. So my second gas list okay. goes to Ivana Ivanka Trump. Okay. So is it because she also had a shoe line? No. Okay. So Ivanka Trunk, uh, Trump, <laughs> Trunk is in a little bit of hot water this week. I saw that. Because preparate, preparate. <laughs> She's not a natural blonde. She's you she used her personal <laughs> yep. email during the time that she was conducting Government official business. White House business. Huh. I mean, if that's not hypocrisy, I don't know. No, Darren, it's different. It's different. It's, it's different. different. Yeah, because it's she was just, making America different. great again. It's different. When you're when you're making America great again, you can't be bothered to look if it's your hotmail or whitehouse.gov. Right. Right. You yeah. can't. I, Let's it, not forget it, AOL. It could have been AOL. It could have. You know, she's like of our maybe maybe prodigy. Pro oh, <laughs> if she's <laughs> using prodigy or Netscape <laughs> Navigator still, she has bigger problems. Did she do that on her Windows 95 Acer computer? Actually, it's probably very secure because nobody even knows it's out there. So it's probably but the most yes, secure. Ivanka Trump, who I don't particularly have any issues with her. Right, right. Um, Ivanka Trump was using her personal email server to conduct official, official White House business. Mm -hmm. Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her up, porque, you know, con la mierda que habla el padre, you know, oh, you know, as to quote a very good friend of ours, I can't, I can't, I just, I can't. So, I went, oh, that was episode 42. Yes, a, a little on the lengthier side, but, but, you know, but worth it. We do the best we can with what we got. We had a lot to say. Yeah, we're like the Pantene. We're worth it. We're worth it. So, as always, we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. And this week, I will say a little something a little bit different. Okay. We hope you grab your leftover turkey and your leftover lechon and make a croqueta. Ay, que rico. Yes. <laughs> so, everybody have a great holiday and a great long weekend. And we'll see you soon. A comer. Well, we're moving on up. We're moving on up to